Good day, mates, and welcome to Digital Digital Get Down. Get down. Woohoo! It is not an NSYNC tribute podcast, but just some banter between married suburbanites. Digitally? Sure. It's on the internet? This is true. Uh, this is week 87. Mm-hmm. As always, I'm Heather. This is Bennett. And uh, I've got Leo here as well, our silent partner. Mm-hmm. Hopefully silent. Third host. Uh, we are here today with basically a Disney Plus advertisement. It is? Um, but maybe not we a just good canceled, advertisement. Just canceled our Disney Plus membership, so I'm surprised to hear you phrase it that way. I feel like that's a lot of what we have to talk about, but mm. advertisement was maybe the wrong word okay. because I'm not necessarily encouraging people after the couple things we've watched on it. Mm. Uh, so we can... We'll get into we'll it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, do you want... What's your intro stuff? Do you have anything today? Not really. I'm going to save it for my news segments. Well then. Um, I think the only intro that I have is that I was bored at home and wanted to show that I didn't really have to pay attention to. Yeah, so, I came home mm-hmm. and you were like, I did a bad thing. And I, I was like, hmm. I watched all of hmm. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. All of it? You told me you watched an There's episode. Only three episodes. So, yes, Are you all subscribed of it. now? I may have added it oh, on boy. Hulu. Um, oh boy! I mean, as a former Glee addict, you should have known that I would backslide. I did, into and this. we watched the previews, and I watched you very carefully the while we were watching the previews. Terrible! And I was like, okay, good, she's not buying into this. Partially, Skylar Aston wore me down because I follow him on Instagram. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just seemed like a good, it seems, like when I'm mm-hmm. home during the day with a baby kind of show where I was like. I'm struggling with very dark shows lately because I don't, they like scare mm-hmm. me or they like make me upset. Uh, all my like motherly feelings get all riled up. I don't know. It seems like. But that show seems more, it's like a combination of Glee and Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Is that correct? Yes. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like Crazy Ex Girlfriend in that the music numbers are not actually happening. Not really very much like Glee. Um, yeah. Other than the music. It's, gonna, it's more like Crazy hmm. Ex-Girlfriend where, like, the music numbers are kind of imagined in her head. Yeah. Except that one is meant to be, like, she's just kind of neurotic. Yeah. This one is meant to be, like, the... the she's a special power? Yeah, she um It's like the particular peculiar sadness of lemon cake. Kind of. It's like hmm. a micro superpower. Yeah. Um, she gets caught in an MRI machine during an earthquake okay. while the um, tech has, like, a bunch of like a playlist playing from Spotify connected. Mm. So in the first episode you see like um Spotify like basically like her brain downloads half of Spotify. Does it actually say Spotify? Like is it a paid advertisement? It's a paid advertisement, mm. absolutely. Which reminds me, we have to finish spinning out. We have like one episode. We haven't watched it in like two know, weeks. Well, we had a Disney Plus show that we needed to finish. Man. Um so I say that because Spinning Out has a very blatant uh, Lyft advertisements throughout. Like every episode, there must be like a minimum. Like, have you heard of Lyft? Sorry, go on. Um. So anyway, so then she starts hearing people's inner songs. I don't have one though, so would mine just be silence? Yeah, it wouldn't work on you, I guess. Hmm. I would be the opposite, and I just have a song all the time. But is it the song that you're singing in your head, or the song that it it's what ca- uh, captures your emotional state, right? Both. Hmm. It's there's she's she makes references to it to the other characters that they're like whoa how do you know I was singing that song uh-huh. um, but they also have to do with their lives so I think it's not any song that's stuck in your head I think it's meant to be a song that's like um, that represents well, that's representative of what you're going through or how uh-huh. you're feeling but it's not for everyone it's like it's almost like early edition yeah 
Never saw it, but know the concepts. It's um like the idea that that she is only um hearing people who she can specifically help. Uh-huh. So like it's mostly people in her life once in a while, like a random stranger. But mostly it's like people in her life that are struggling with something that they're not necessarily sharing with people. So she's able to like find out that they're struggling with something and like help them through it okay. so like each week it focuses on kind of like a different character and the shit that they're going through and she can kind of help them with it mm-hmm. it's all right it's nothing like transformative and no, like, it's network song, tv in this day TV. and age yeah it's also 40 40 minutes which i was a little surprised by i guess with uh-huh. music numbers it has to be because like one music number would take up right that's why glee always had to be an hour yeah hmm. and crazy ex-girlfriend was always long too it was yeah but it just seems like the type of show that would be a shorter show. So I was mm-hmm. a little surprised that it was 40 minutes. But the episodes went by pretty quickly. She it's also the girl just, from um, Suburbia? No or I forget what the show was called. Oh, oh, she was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah that one. I never watched she was it, like an adopted it. kid. Yeah. Um, she also just happens to have a dad with like a adopted, yeah. neurological disorder where she can't, where he can't speak all of a sudden. Um, so like, there's that whole connection. That's how too. they know. Yeah, got it. Yeah, so she can like hear her dad's songs that he's singing. Okay. In his head to as a way to kind of help him. All right, I'm not it judging has, you too hard. It has Elf Mom as the mom. Yeah, she's always available. And it has um Alex, from the Glee Project, the cross dressing one. Sure. Big black guy, really good voice. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's all right. I guess I'll keep watching it because I don't have a lot of shows without you that I'm really into right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm home for a little while still. Yep. I've already probably talked about it more than it deserves, so we can move on. Fair enough. Um, do you want to tell the people what you made me watch last night? That was my first good news. That's your good news? Just... I was betrayed by my own husband last night. No. First of all, I told you you were going to be mad when I when I asked for control of the remote. And you said, there's nothing you could put on that would make me mad at you. I didn't, that's that's a nice paraphrase like, there. I did not say that. Hold my tea. Did I, did I say it right? Sure. You should have <laughs> the Baby Yoda tea thing. Um, so yeah, as part of our, our Disney Plus Last Hurrah farewell tour... Oh. I you made me break a promise that I made to myself and the world right here on this I, podcast. Yeah, we'll rewind the tapes and we'll check. I made us mm. watch the live-action, digitally uh, animated Lion King. I My biggest takeaway here, aside from watching under protest, uh-huh. was that you might as well just watch the show Dynasties by David Attenborough because yep. there's a really good... Um, lion one that's much more realistic and honestly much more dramatic than the Lion King um, and if you want to see what almost looks like a real lion you might as well just watch real fucking lions like nature documentaries has like yeah. stepped the fuck up with drones and everything now yeah it was interesting watching this after watching a lot of David Attenborough just in our spare well what happens when time. you make it live action is that if it's a cartoon, I'm kind of like, well, there's some like inconsistencies here with things, but yeah. like it's a cartoon. It's not meant to be real. When you try and make it look real, it gets frustrating. It's like lion male lions don't inherit. They have to leave. If you watch David Attenborough, he tells you that. Like mm-hmm. the male lions have to leave their group because it's like a matrilineal thing. Like the the females keep the um the family going in that specific right. group but you could have had those complaints with the original lion king you're saying because of the fact that it looks like a nature yes. documentary yeah i'm saying that if it's a cartoon then i'm willing to suspend my disbelief a little bit more unless it's how to train your dragon three 
I'm willing to suspend my disbelief a little <laughs> bit more. The movie was so bad. <laughs> because it's like it's meant to be a cartoon. It's not meant to be accurate. Yeah. When you're trying to make like accurate looking animals and then you're showing the, the completely inaccurate like f- family dynamics yeah. and just it's just wrong. Their animal behavior, And sure. even like there was a whole thing on the David Attenborough thing about how like one male lion can't actually take on a whole group of hyenas. Yeah. And the hyenas would eat them. So my big know. takeaway was... It, it worked fine as, like, a, I would almost co- consider it, like, a cover movie. Like, instead of a cover song, this was a cover movie. Yeah. Um, and I think that's okay. Like, they had pretty much the same script, but they mixed it up a bit. They had pretty much the same songs, but they mixed it up a little bit. Uh, and pretty much the same characters. The only thing that they mixed up that was noticeable to me was some of the riffing, the Timon and Pumbaa riffing. Like, I did yeah. chuckle I think a few that times w- I think Eichner. it's worth watching on a you know, a service you're already paying for. Uh, I was pleased with Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner sounds eerily like John Mulaney when you can't mm. see his voice. Yeah. Do we have Billy a type? had to sing, though. Yeah. yeah. He can sing, can he? Wasn't he, like, musically know. trained? I don't know. Or am I just assuming that because he's gay? Probably. Um, so, yeah, my, my advice for John Favreau, because you know what happened is he made uh, The Jungle Book. Yeah, which was then, meh. It was fine. It was fine. And the, the live action made sense there because you had a, a human actor in it. Correct. Um, and then I think he just went overboard here. My advice would have been to team up with Pixar and make like something in between. Like not Disney, like... Like a different you know, style. Drawing. Yeah, yeah, animated. a different t- style of animation and just kind of acknowledge that it's just like my, a, a remix of my it. My advice would have been if you're going to go make it realistic and Mm -hmm. you're going to do a remake combine it with the musical and use some of the musical the music from the musical that's a good idea there's some really nice musical pieces first of all it feels much more african the music from the musical is almost all in i believe it's swahili Uh and has a lot of african like beats and and instruments and things Mm -hmm. um and also there's just like the the part where his dad comes in the clouds or whatever Mm -hmm. so boring made realistic so much of it was boring made realistic yeah the movie was quite boring um but overall like there's this awesome like he lives in you and like there's this whole like real like yeah i got a nice beat like song to it and there's a reprise in it that's really powerful in the musical because there's a whole song about how like um he lives in you he lives in me he watches over everything you see yeah um and it's it's all about how like mufasa is still watching you and then there's the reprise when he like go anyway it's really nice and they could have included some of that kind of stuff into the movie to make it yeah. a little different because sure. my biggest complaints about these is that I mean it is hard because they can't win maybe they should just shouldn't do them yeah. but if it's a straight remake then people are like why did you bother it's a straight remake if you mix it up like they did a little bit oh, with Beauty you and the ruined Beast the original or a little bit with yeah. Aladdin then you're like oh those are the worst parts they yeah. like the Beast song that I make fun of all oh the time. Oh my god, the I'm best standing song ever. on a stairs with no balcony. <laughs> That's not how it goes. And my love is gone forever, and I'm a beast. She'll be with me forevermore. Oh god, so boring. So like some of now the- I know she'll never leave. listen to the Josh Groban version. It's it's splendid. It soars, you could say. It soars. Um, no, I, like that didn't work for me. So. I, I guess you can't really win because if you mix it up too much, people are like, you ruin the original. If you just do the original, yeah. it's like... The way to win is not to do it. Just, the way to win is not to do it. Just put The Lion King back in theaters. People would have gone. Seriously. All the people would that have are gone like and seen Aladdin would, brought, would bring their kids now to see it in theaters. Yeah. My one other suggestion... I fucking loved Homeward Bound as a kid. 
absolutely loved that movie. Mm-hmm. And I did not Animate give a it. shit about dogs. Reverse. Animate it. Huh? Animate it. What? Do, it's already live action. Make an animated Homeward Bound. Sure. Not where I'm going, but I appreciate I'm it. I'm riffing off of your suggestion. Got it, Timon. Um, when I, I was a young warthog. Okay. Um, I'm the fat one. You were fat. Yeah, when yeah. I was a young... I get it. Um... So yes, good call. They need to bring back Homeward Bound in a fun way. Or Milo and Otis. Never saw that one. Good one. Um, so Similar, yeah. Similar, but no children. I I love that movie, and I did not care about dogs or cats, which means like I must have really loved the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mouths do not move in that movie. Yeah. And I was never bothered by that as a child. I was always like, wow, it's pretty cool that like... They can read minds. That, yeah, yeah. Like, like these animals, they were able to capture their sounds. And then when I watched it once I was a semi-actual conscious human being, I was like, oh, cool. They just, you know, put vo- backing voices into it. Like, I think this movie could have worked, The Lion King, if they had the computer-generated animals moving around like a nature documentary and just had these talented people speaking in the background as voiceovers. Yeah, it could have worked. I wasn't watching that carefully, so the mouth didn't bother me. Yeah, and I will say that, like, as a professed hater of this version before having seen it, you do get used to the CGI style a little bit. Like when you just look at the posters or just watch the trailer, I think it's pretty jarring. Yeah, that it's it's like the um, Uncanny Valley kind of thing. Yeah, where it's like almost looks like a real animal, but not quite. So it's a right. little creepy. But once you settle in, and once you like, yeah. settle in, your brain gets used to it. And like the little baby animals were still cute and whatever. Yeah, but. I also think that, like, there's so much fantasy in these types of movies when they're animated that it just turns boring when you turn it into a regular movie. Like, the I Just Can't Wait to Be King, he just, like, ran around under animals. Yeah. In the in the movie, there's, like, it's really, he's, like, jumping on top of them, they're stacking up, and, like, it's... Yeah. It's the same it with the, a lot of the, magic. the genie scenes in yeah. the Aladdin one, yeah. So, but that's meant to be actual magic. This one, like... True, yeah. I don't know. So, I... My controversial statement mm-hmm. is that I might have enjoyed it better than Aladdin. See, I made you watch this because I claimed on the podcast I would never go see Aladdin because I thought those trailers looked so terrible. And you made me go see it in theaters, so I think this was a very reasonable request by me. I watched it. I could have yeah. left the room or fallen asleep like I like I uh, threatened. In terms of voice sick. actors, I think the the young... Lions were really good. I thought Donald Glover was really good. I thought too. Donald Glover was really good. Beyonce was like too jarring for me. Once I once I was like once my brain caught up and was like oh shit that's Beyonce. Yeah. It was jarring. Um, Donald Glover was good because like he's famous enough and familiar enough that I was like oh yeah his voice. Yeah. But not so recognizable right. that. And he got it, to like, sing and that was good. Yeah. Uh, I did not like John Oliver. His it just sounded like I was watching last week tonight through yeah. a bird's mouth. I felt like I was being, like, harangued by him. Yeah. Which I guess is the point of Zazu, so maybe yeah. it was successful, but... Yeah. Um. So, yeah. It's not even one of our segments of the show, but no, I figured, you'd, I figured you'd have some thoughts. I had thoughts. Um, do so you that was my good news, just seeing your reaction to me forcing you to do that. I have a couple kind of short good newses. Mm-hmm. Um, I showed you this the other day. Air New Zealand, they're making an economy sky nest, they call it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like it's your... The the idea is to have you be able to have a bed on a long haul flight, yeah. even if you don't pay, you know, ten thousand dollars yeah. t- per ticket. Um, it doesn't. When I looked at it a little further, it doesn't seem like your actual seat um, 
folds down. It seems mm-hmm. like it's almost like a train carriage kind of thing. Like you go to like like each seat is assigned like a a bunk room. Uh huh. So you go and there's like bunks. Got it. And then you can go and sleep in the bunk when you want to. Interesting. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Actually, it probably makes it easier because you can leave some of your shit mm-hmm. at your seat. True. Go just lay down. Like, you don't have to bring your carry-on with you and, like, have it under the... Like, it's always a problem. Like, you're carrying underneath the um, seat in front of you and you're trying to put this your feet there. And, yep. Um, so, I was very intrigued by that because we've done that Australia... U.S. to Australia Ooh, flight a few times, few times. And it's brutal. Like, there's just no way to, like, sleep an actual good night's sleep. No. In a seat. In an uncomfortable One skill that seat. I really wish I had was sleeping on airplanes. And even when we went to Europe, like, still not comfortable. Yeah. Like, it's a shorter flight, and it's still brutal to be on a flight for that long. So, um, I hope that they get it to work, and I I mean, I'd be willing to pay um, a little bit extra for that type of seat. Sure, babe. But usually, right now, like, if one ticket to Australia is, like, 2000 just say. Mm-hmm. If you want to get a bed, it's, like, 10000 Like, oh, it's yeah. a huge jump. So, if they even made it, like, $1,000 cheaper, uh, $1,000 more expensive, I would yeah. pay 3000 instead of 2000 Oof. Yeah, Maybe. Or like five hundred dollars, like a thousand more total for yeah. like okay. twenty five hundred each or something. Hmm. I don't know. I think It'd I would pay tempting. a little more. It would be tempting. It would be very tempting. Um, Join my, the Mile High Club uh, <laughs> with other people. I think it's like a <laughs> hostile situation. Could be some crazy orgies, I guess. Oh, boy. But, oh, people are so gross on planes. Oh, you. Um, Scotland has just become the first country to make period products free. So at every school and university and college, um, mm-hmm. you can get any student there can get free pads and tampons. Good. It's amazing. That should not be something that people have to like, not be able to per- like, not be able to afford. Mm-hmm. It's a basic necessity. It is a basic necessity. Half of the population. Yeah, it's a dignity kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you provide toilet paper at a bathroom at a school, you should also provide pads and and tampons. It's not a choice that you're making to have to use those things. Good on you, Scotland. Um, my last good news is kind of a bad news. Hmm. The good news is that Jay Kristoff sucks, apparently, so I don't have to feel bad about not liking Aurora Rising and not being interested in his newer, like, other series. Interesting. Apparently, I didn't know this, and as a white book reader, I'm not shocked I didn't know this, I wish I did, um, that he apparently was real nasty to an indigenous, um, book blogger. Hmm. Like, but like a while ago, mm-hmm. maybe in the Illuminate days. Like or after something. getting a negative review, or? I think so, mm-hmm. and just said like said some real nasty things and kind of targeted this book blogger, mm-hmm. and now he has said some nasty stuff about a black YouTube book booktuber. Oh, oh, um, that's a term. You, book YouTuber, booktuber. Oh, I figured it out. Um, maybe I just made that word up. I don't know. Uh, I guess he she brought up some concerns about i think it might have been aurora rising actually Mm -hmm. um forgive me if i'm misquoting this because i didn't actually look into it that deeply but um she brought up some concerns about like slavery Mm -hmm. like slavery and the way race was portrayed in his book Mm -hmm. and um he i believe the quote was um useless noise Hmm. he called her or something similar to that Mm -hmm. um that was very dismissive and quite racist so i feel a little bit bad now that i liked the alumni series but i do feel much more justified in not liking his recent books it's like kind of was like oh i should want to support him i liked alumni and now apparently he's kind of a dick so okay 
Um, so bad, a bad news update. and a good. That was my bridge from the yep. good news to the bad news because it's good news that I don't have to try and like him when I don't actually like his writing that much. Yeah. Bad Where did you find this news? I can't find it on Google at all. Is this, is this a Twitter thing? Yeah. Interesting. I can see if I can find it if you want. No, that's fine. Um, you got more bad news? Oh, we got heaps of bad news. Oh boy. Let's hear one of them. You don't have any bad newses? My only bad one is Jimmy Fallon. Just um, his existence? Yeah. And then he's still so gainfully employed by NBC. No. I mean, uh, this is like a two-parter. First of all, like network TV is really, really bad. Like, I have no problem paying for YouTube TV like we discussed last week. I've been watching that. Um, You watched a little bit with, a, yeah. with me today. The um, terrible name. But basic or baller? Yeah, that sounds right. The the like, what do you call it when there's like the secondary title? The subtitle? Yeah, but it's not like subtitles. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's still subtitle. Okay, the subtitle is travel at any cost. Yeah. Much better name. Much better title. Yeah. Travel at any cost. So the whole point is it's this is on the Taste Made channel we were talking about yeah, last week. Yeah, it's these two annoying brothers, and they travel to uh, a city together, mm -hmm. and they have a little mini competition at the beginning, and whoever wins gets to have a ridiculous budget like two thousand dollars for one night and whoever loses has like a very small budget like a hundred dollars for one yeah, night it's a pretty cool premise they're kind of annoying mm -hmm. and the sh the title is annoying but it's a cool premise and it's like yeah. a good like while you were cooking dinner i was watching it yeah. while i was hanging out with the baby and it's a good show for that and they were in nice which we were just it was cool so yeah Anyways. we've been watching this taste made channel ironically i'm paying 50 bucks a month for youtube tv to get channels that i'm used to having and now i'm watching a channel that i've never had before um, and the fact that YouTube TV now announced they're dropping a couple of the local sports channels, which I don't care that much because of Minnesota, but it's still frustrating to sign up for a new service and have them immediately change the channel lineup. Yeah. So that's one issue. Um, segue from that, because now when there's absolutely nothing on TV, I jump over to YouTube proper and say, go ahead, algorithm, tell me what to watch. And it's usually what has John Mulaney done lately. Pretty much. Like, the good news of this is that, like, we need John Mulaney to have, like, security guards to, like, protect him. Because I feel like the entire media enterprise would shut down without him at this point. Yeah, he's about the only thing that makes me watch a lot of these yeah. clips and go to YouTube. He, his SNL must be tonight. Maybe I actually will stay up for a little bit then. Fuck no. No. We can just watch it on the you YouTube can. TV. You can put the baby to sleep and stay up and I'll go to bed. That would be great. Um... So anyways, the first clip they sent me of Jimmy Fallon was him and Mulaney playing Hey Robot. The dumb Alexa game? Which is a, just clearly a paid, talking about paid advertisements, this one was a very uh, clear uh, product placement for Amazon Alexa, where they give each other a word and then have to ask Alexa such a dumb question that makes her say the word. Like, can you imagine sitting at home and being like, that's that's how we should spend our Friday night now. This no. is the peak of entertainment. No, I can't imagine that. Uh, so yeah, that's my bad news. I think you made up this Jay Kristoff story. You were just scrolling for a long time. You didn't find it. Well, the problem is I didn't uh, I didn't like it because it seemed like a weird thing to like, Got like it. to save it as a favorite. Mm -hmm. But my Twitter is such a mess right now. It's like a beautiful mess. And I love the content that I get and the different perspectives that I get at this point. But I never have any fucking clue where the content's coming from at this point. Because the way they show, like, 
that uh, people who you follow follow this person who liked this person's thing. Like, there's so much branching Man. that I no longer know. It's, like, not necessarily from someone I followed. It was, like, two days ago. I have no idea. I can't find it. Um, but I, I believe what is it. This, what is this tweet you're tweeting from Digital Digital Get Down? We talked about that. That's what happens when you never check our Twitter. We talked about this, like, months ago on the podcast. Huh. It's a game, like a Myst-style game, uh-huh. where you go and you have to solve puzzles on an island, except you're playing as a, as a gang of cats. I remember talking about Myst, for sure. Yeah, that's why we were talking yeah. about it. First time I've been on Twitter in a month, so there you go. I know. All right. Bad news, rapid fire. Oh, Hit Jesus. Me. I don't know if I can rapid fire it. Hit me. Um... Mike Pence is in charge of our coronavirus. Yeah, so uh, we're all gonna die. There was literally an <laughs> HIV outbreak in Indiana when he was the governor there because of like his health policies that he put in place. Yeah, we're all gonna die. We have a new baby. And he's the Jay Kristoff quote is worthless noise. He said about somebody worthless noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a speaking of people disrespecting black people, a six-year-old black girl was arrested at school for having a temper tantrum in class. Huh. Full on fucking arrested. Like called the police. They put her in handcuffs on in her and put her on her and put her in a cop car. Hmm. Because a six year old was having a temper tantrum. Do you know how fast this country would riot if you did that to a little white sixth grader? Uh, By six year old, be... not sixth grader. I'm sorry, six year old. Oh, six year old. Wow. Six years old, first yeah. grade. Hmm. That it just can't. How? <sighs> I read an article recently about how. America loves to watch, like, Hunger Games-style, like, dystopian things and be like, yeah, and, and, like, Handmaid's Tale and shit. And then when this stuff actually happens, I just, like, scroll past it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You didn't invent the term booktuber, by the way. Okay. But I, I didn't think I did, but the face that you made hmm. made me seem like I was crazy, so. Go on. Um... What oh, else? Um, what speaking else? of Twitter, I... There was a tweet of... I don't remember the origin of the point. There was a tweet that was about climate change. Uh-huh. And just all of the comments They're like about the how climate change isn't real. And I just... Mostly trolls, probably. I know, like, the majority of them are Russian bots and trolls. Mm-hmm. But, but, like, some of those are real people who honestly don't believe that climate change is real. And I don't understand... First of all, I don't understand why people don't understand that the conspiracy isn't that climate change is fake. The conspiracy is that climate change is real and the government is trying to make you think it's fake to not do anything. <laughs> How is that not the obvious conspiracy? Huh. Like, why? what is the conspiracy to make us clean up our planet? How is that a conspiracy? Yep. The conspiracy it's here... pure evil, clearly. The conspiracy here is that the corporations don't want to do shit about it and that the government doesn't want to do shit about it. To so they're trying to cover the it up. Yeah. I, don't, I just don't understand how that's not obvious, especially people who are, like, conspiracy theorists and who are, like, government is bad. I don't understand how they would not see that. It's right in front of their fucking face. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to listen to the scientists, at least, like, follow the money trail, you know? Well said. Um, connecting to that, there's this anti-vaccine law that is coming uh, to be voted on in Maine uh-huh. with their primary stuff, I think. And it's... um. They're basically Anti-vaccine trying to vaccine or vaccine. So they're trying to get a uh, to get rid of a law that says that you can claim a religious exemption from vaccinating your kids that go to school and college and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to get rid of that to say that you can no longer have an exemption. Got Everyone it. has to be vaccinated unless you have a note from a doctor saying that like you have a disease that you can't get the like if you're like um, 
an immunocompromised person for whatever reason. Like yeah. sometimes you can't get vaccines or disabled or have a certain just dis- like disorder. You might not be able to get the vaccine. Sure. Otherwise, you need to be vaccinated unless there's a medical reason for you not to be. Mm-hmm. And I was reading this article about it. I have a Facebook friend who's a doctor in Maine who's obviously like get your fucking vaccines. Yeah. Um, and I was reading this article that he shared and um, the person that's trying to keep that religious exemption their quote this republican republican representative from maine their quote was that i'm not anti-vaccine but parents should have the right to make that decision oh boy she heather was fired up when she heard this a pull quote from the pro-choice movement but mm. just with some words changed nobody is anti-babies being alive but people but the woman should have the right to make a choice with her about her own body about the potential life of a child you're like, saying in one breath you use that terminology to say every child's life is every fetus's life is critical. The pro-life movement, basically their movement is is protect the child no matter the cost. At all costs. Protect and then the you're saying if you don't want to protect that child That's your from, choice. From, from yeah. dying of a deadly disease. That's deadly your choice. Disease, yeah. <laughs> it's just I, I know that in at its core it's not about pro-life and pro-choice with like the, the abortion no. debate. It's about controlling women. Um, unless you're doing it from very religious purposes, I think a lot of people are doing it just because uh, I think a lot of people are pro-life, jump on the pro-life bandwagon just to control women and have power over women and keep mm-hmm. the kind of traditional male is the decision maker of the household dynamic yeah. that gets threatened if you give women more choice over their reproductive status. But it's just ridiculous that on one hand, they're going pro-life. Every woman, uh, every baby's life is yeah. is priceless. It doesn't matter what your choice is. We have a moral predicament to protect this yeah. child, moral prerogative to protect this child. But when you have a procedure that takes 12 seconds to save them from tons of different illnesses. Yes. That's when but you have a choice. choice should come yeah. into play. Yeah. But now it's a choice if you want to protect your child or not. Uh, textbooks can't. in 20 years are just going to be like skip skip this part <laughs> um my last thing gets you know into... we typically try to have one good news one bad news she's flipping me off while holding a child that's inappropriate he's sleeping he can't see it he flips me off all the time <laughs> um this has to do with disney plus uh-huh. so remember we talked about a while ago that the love simon love simon tv show nope Oh, okay. Well, we did talk about that. That um, Simon and the Homo Sapien Agenda? Yeah, that it was going to be made into a TV show. No, it's... Why? I don't know. It already has a movie. Um, well, Disney Plus picks it up to make it into a TV show. Oh, gosh. Uh, it was dropped due to some unfamily-friendly themes, including Gay sexuality sex. and teen partying or something. Uh-huh. It's gonna, they're not getting rid of it entirely, but because Disney owns Hulu, they're just putting it on Hulu instead. The same thing that happened with the Lizzie McGuire one? Yes. And Lizzie, like, uh, Hillary Duff kind of, like, threw down about it on Twitter. She saw the headline, didn't click it. She said, like, that sounds familiar. Meaning that, like, (laughs) Disney Plus picked up a show about a, you know, 30-year-old Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. However old she would be now. Late 20s at the very least. Yeah. And then was like, oh, wait, this has adult themes. And then dropped it. So supposedly that's what happened with her as well. Is that it's supposed to be like an adult Lizzie McGuire and Disney Plus somehow did not think I think somewhere high up in Disney they're struggling on what they want Disney Plus to be because they want us millennials to buy it for nostalgia reasons but they also want to produce new content for the people who are paying for it Mm -hmm. us 
but then they also still want to have this family friendly um uh how do you call it like like brand brand yeah um where little kids can just go on and pick every pick anything and it's Mm -hmm. not inappropriate if you will yeah. but the level of violence that we just watched on mandalore the mandalorian that you that's, fucking vapor yeah we'll get into it so i'm just saying once again like violence somehow does not violate the family friendly code but gay teenagers or teenagers potentially drinking i or, think or you got a point trouble, there babe uh is problematic i think you got a point so there. i think disney plus needs to figure out what the fuck they want to be and maybe we'll come back and renew our subscription subscription if they can Ooh. figure out what their channel wants to be but you can't keep teasing all of this content that's meant for adults at this point and then realizing that it's going to have adult themes and cutting it it's a good point make up your mind you want to know a random fact i heard the other day i guess so you know how often like you see iphones or apple computers in i learned this too they're not allowed to be the villain yeah somebody like wasn't supposed to say that and they did yeah so yeah no villain or like evil character on a show apple will never let that type of character use one of their devices on screen do you know that's what that's how reese's pcs ended up on et no. That E.T. asked M&M's, and M&M's didn't want it. Uh, the E.T. producers. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I figured it wasn't E.T. who asked them. <laughs> they didn't want their candy associated with an alien, just in case it, like, had negative connotations for people. Weird. Um, so they said no, and they asked a couple different candy brands, and Reese's Pieces finally said yes. Okay, speaking of product placement, do we have any advertisers for our show today? Sure, book digits, B-O-O-K-D-I-G-I-T-S.com. Dot com. If you ever actually read books, um, you can go on yeah, there. I've read a couple this year. <laughs> Me too. This year, <laughs> two months, I've read a couple. Yeah. Finished one that I was kind of stuck on and didn't really like, and now I haven't even started the next one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get to Overstory sometime because you were nice enough to buy it for me on Kindle, so it's easier for me to you read. Oh, right. Yeah, I was going to say, you would not be able to read that. No, yeah, you bought it, right, it on we Kindle it. so yeah. that I can read it. So I know it's kind of long, but the last one I read was short and it still took me forever because I was just not into it. Yeah. So hopefully I can get to that one. Um, so you can track the books on your to read list. You can even make notes of whether or not you own them. You have them on Kindle or you want to borrow them from the library mm-hmm. or you can even make a custom shelf if you want to say, you know, it's on um, my Target wish list yeah. or it's, it's on the first shelf of my white bookcase or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also track your reading goals for the year, see if you're ahead or on schedule or horribly behind like me. Um, you can check other people's writings and compare the books that you read to other people's. Um, you can see what are the top top books of all time on the site or the top recent books on the site. Uh, have the site suggest some books to you if you're not sure what to read next. Mm-hmm. Or The best thing about that feature is you can have the, book suge- you can have the site suggest a book on your to-read list if you're like me and already have too many books. Yeah, it's true. For people like you, that's necessary. Because I have so many to-read lists, that I, so many books on my to-read list that I, it's hard to narrow it down. So it's <laughs> nice to have that option of help me pick a book from my ridiculous to-read list and give yeah. me some options for what I might like to read next. I am such a mood reader that it is helpful to have that because I don't always go for like, next I'm reading this and this and this. Like I kind of go for... Yes, third host? I kind of go for whatever I feel like reading, so... Lots of good options on there, so you can make a free account and check it out. If mm-hmm. you hate it, you don't have to come back. Uh, if you like it, you can stay. That was a great advertisement. Thanks. Um, so we got a couple of main segments here. We promised that like we will read books again sometime, but oh yeah, uh, maybe today we have a movie and a TV show that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Which one do you, would you like to talk about first? Um, I'll let you pick. I was going to say the TV show. I was too. 
for once we're on the same page. Oh my god, we should get married. Um, we should. Have a baby. Um, so this is another TV show that I kind of accidentally watched because I heard people talking about Because the internet it. told you to? Yeah, so we're talking about Cheer. Um, I don't, like, people know how I feel about Netflix, but it's like, I don't like the fact that, like, we started watching a show just because, like, I have no idea. When did Cheer come out? It could have come out, like, three months ago. It could have come out two weeks ago. I have no idea. I'm not sure. But it's just you start to hear people talking about it. You're like, yeah, I'll watch it on Netflix this week. I don't like that. Did you know that, um, I don't like that. that the the book that you don't like just came out on Netflix as a movie? Violet what? and Finch and... Yeah, I saw that. Um, what's it called? Um, the one... I know which one you mean. Yeah, we mm-hmm. talked about it. I liked the book. You did not like the book. It was a bit problematic. All the... Bright places. Yeah. We're not a good team. Oh my god. We finished um, each other's... Thoughts? Sandwiches. Oh. <laughs> um... I may or may not get to it. It has some problematic themes, so I don't know if I want to support it, but I remembered liking the book. I don't know. Yeah. So anyways, Cheer was one, once again, that I was home, needed something to kind of half pay attention to while I was taking care of the baby. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll just put this on because it does. I, I assume it doesn't have much of like a plot that I need to follow. Like you can kind of jump in and out of it and I can just have it as background noise. Um, I ended up getting like medium into it. You hate documentaries in general. I do. I've never seen you watch one willingly until this, mm, really. It's true. Yeah, because this truly is just a sports documentary. Yeah, that's probably why it was like just medium for me. Um, Full disclosure, I watched probably about like sixty-five percent of it. I was gonna say you, like, yeah. Uh, no, like, I I did the math. Okay, I was gonna say two thirds, <laughs> which is sixty-six percent. I was agreeing go. with you, but we are just locked in. Um. So I went in and out basically. I watched a couple of whole episodes. I watched a couple of half episodes. It was a very addicting show. It was only six episodes. Is that right? Six episodes, and like some of it was quite repetitive. I don't know if they didn't have enough content or just assumed that you weren't paying attention the first episode. Yeah, no, I would recommend doing what I did, which was jump around almost. Some of the stuff with um, it is a good background show. You can just look up and see Mm -hmm. someone fall off a pyramid and then go back to whatever you're doing and go up and see like a, a sob story about one of the um athletes yeah i was gonna say players but they don't really play anything um so we should probably give a little bit of context there's a whole like two different episodes about morgan with the same story about her yeah Hmm. um so the context is that it follows this uh junior college cheerleading team uh like legends in the sport they are like the one of the best um in their division of like community colleges junior colleges whatever i think probably the best in terms of how many they've won they have some Mm -hmm. rivals but so it follows Navarro. Yeah, Navarro College in Corsicana, Texas. Um, it follows the coach Monica. Monica is the best. And it follows one year of her athletes and of them trying to make it to Daytona Beach, which if, if you've watched Bring It On, yeah. you'll be familiar with, with <laughs> some of that part of it. Um, so seeing them try to win the like national championship in their division. Yeah. Um so it is very sports doco style like mm-hmm. it, it it um profiles some of the athletes and goes into their backstory and obviously it picks like the tragic ones that have dead parents and yeah and then there's injuries and there's, yeah. there's a lot of injuries and there's um who's gonna make the team and kind of who's of on course, mat and yeah. who's not on mat and it switches um they did a smart thing i thought by following some of the not necessarily the top athletes but some of the ones they followed were um 
some of like the kind of alternates if you will mm-hmm. and they had me going for a little bit because i was like i assumed that the people they were following were just going to be like they were all going to make it yeah and they didn't they were kind of alternates and spoiler i guess they all of them eventually ended up going in but it was interesting to watch that too because they yeah. had me for a little bit I, I kind of just assumed that they would all make it right away yeah it made me wonder how much editing was done on this show i'm i'm sure a lot, lot. They probably had more backstories that they cut completely. The other one of the things I found odd was, I think it was the first episode they'd spent like fifteen minutes telling you about Monica's alter ego, where when she got really mad at somebody, she was like Jeanette, or Annette, Annette, Annette yeah. would come out, and like part of the reason why I kept coming back was like I wanted to see this girl go at somebody, Throw down. and she never does. No. On the rest of the show. Like, and she kicks a couple people off the team, like, off-camera, because they break one of her cardinal rules. But, I don't know, I was expecting... Not that Coach Taylor on Friday Night Lights, which is a comparison I've heard about for this show, like, ever goes, like, really, like, full Hulk mode. But he yells at them and stuff. Right. So, I don't know. Some of the tropes didn't didn't really pan out, I feel like. Well, I had read an article saying that she was way too tough... And that um, it was, like, promoting teenagers, like, pushing themselves too hard. And that she, like, made them play through injuries all the time and all this stuff. And I, maybe because I've been an athlete or, I don't know, I didn't, maybe because it didn't feel super real life. It felt more like a Friday Night Lights type fiction. Yeah. But I didn't see that. Like, there was only one time when I was like, ooh, she's really going to make that guy play uh, or pr- perform, compete, yeah. perform. And it's because he fucked up. Yeah. He deliberately disobeyed her. And I'm not saying that's a reason to hurt someone. And I, I don't think she should have made him practice. But at the same time, like, he made his choices. I For me, yeah, the physical stuff didn't, like, strike me as abusive necessarily. The part that creeped me out the most was the the episode with the trivia scavenger hunt. Yeah, where got real culty. Yeah, where every cheerleader was supposed to have memorized every other cheerleader's name who had ever been on the like team. For 30 years. And what part of the routine they did and how they finished at Daytona Beach that year. That part terrified me because they were like, you will not get to eat dinner tonight unless you answer all these questions correctly. Yeah, that was a little bit insane. And there was... Uh, especially because they were supposed to like all focus on their studies as well and there was a lot of parts of showing them like all failing classes and like yeah how i mean it's a junior college it's not like it's mit but still yeah um but yeah that part was definitely a little bit creepy Mm -hmm. to have them have to do that and it definitely also touched on some eating disorder issues too with the girls Mm. how they're supposed to look a certain way and there was one part that was a little creepy where Monica kept focusing on Morgan, how she looks right, she looks right, she looks right. Uh-huh. So there was definitely some focus. That's where it got a little... They tried to kind of make a point about what cheerleaders used to have to look like and what they look like now. And there's a lot of there's a lot of black um, male cheerleaders. Yeah. There were a lot of gay cheerleaders. There were a lot of cheerleaders from, like, broken homes. So mm-hmm. um, I think they were trying to make the point that, like, cheerleading as a sport... You don't have to just, like, look pretty and, and right. bounce up and down the sidelines anymore. Not, but yeah. they, like, didn't really make that point. They kind of, like, skated around it a few times right. and you had to fill in the blanks. And they spent a ton of time really on... Very much. What is she, a YouTube star? You're telling me people Gabby knew about Douglas. her? Gabby Douglas. Gabby. I've never heard of her. but Gabby Douglas is the gymnast, No, Gabby... Right. Uh, you have the last name wrong, right? Sorry. It's Gabby sounded, something. Yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really care, but that was my least favorite part. She's supposed to be kind of youtube famous like she before before youtube 
stars were a thing yeah she would like post cheerleading tutorials and stretches and stuff as a younger hmm. child and i guess that was um, another part of the show that jumped out to me was the the scenes with her and her family when like she just had a father who was so trying to weird. cash in on on his daughter's 15 minutes yeah true um and was very upfront with like we're trying to cash in on her 15 yeah, minutes of fame before she yeah before um, she loses it I realized that the reason that I was intrigued by it was that it's very similar to the Palmetto Foxes, the um, all the all for the game series that I like. That is such a bad, not the best written series, and wow. really all over the place in terms of some of the plot points and things. You're right, though. It but is, yeah. at its heart, some of like the found family yeah. feels of like f- kind of they come from fucked up places, and she and Monica is like a parental figure to them and gives them guidance and gives them discipline and mm-hmm. and like this tough love idea where she'll do anything for you but you can't break certain rules of hers and yeah. she'll go to bat for you and defend you and there's a whole scene where she like goes to the police with one of her students who needs help and um and the cops she, like i love cheerleading basically i watch you guys watch you young girls all the time yeah um so there's that aspect of these people that maybe come from tough backgrounds and didn't really think they had a chance to do something like this and they get to um and she supports them with that um one thing that i do think is weird though once again they kind of touched on this and then shied away from it a little bit but they talked about how cheerleading is one of the few like competitive sports at this level where there's nothing beyond college true there's literally nothing yeah you become a coach or you move you become a coach or you move on with your life like it's not uh there's not a pro cheerleading team to go to and if you go to like an NFL or an NBA cheerleader, they're just dancers. Right? No, they're they not don't do. No. They're not cheerleaders. They're dancers. So you can't be like you can go be like the Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. You no, know, it's closer to to like strippers have a better chance basically, of that at like that job. Model, then, yeah. Modeling and dancing is more yeah. of what they do. So like, it's there's nothing. There's no future for you. There's no Olympics. There's no. There's nothing. It's just college. rhythmic gymnast. Maybe I want our son to be the first male Olympic Olympian. Rhythmic, rhythmic gymnasts. I thought we looked it up and there were rhythmic, rhythmic gymnasts <laughs> that were male. Whatever. So The most shocking part of this series is the hairdos they do, followed by the tumbles they do. And the makeup? It's absurd. And, and the like makeup. And how they do all of that athletics, athletic performances. In with, the hot sun. In the hot sun, with like inches of makeup on their face, huge false eyelashes, their hair like done up like you wouldn't believe. Like, man, I look like shit when I used to play softball. And it was hard. Yeah. I don't know how they have to, like... It is a very unique combination of, like, performing and sports. It's like a theater production. Right. It's like if gymnasts also were had to be, like, doing a play at the same time. Yeah. Um, I don't hmm. know. So I, I found it interesting. It worked okay in the end, but spoiler alert, in the last episode... That was bizarre. They start kind of weirdly, like, all of a sudden going after this company varsity which owns i figured it out yeah you did that owns the channel where most uh cheerleading you know tournaments occur as well as like lines of clothing and everything and i'm like why are they wasting time and i was like i bet they're not gonna let them film with a competition and that's what happened so they had all the behind the scenes stuff from daytona beach but the actual routine had to be lifted from like a iphone from video multiple or something. iPhone views. Yeah, it worked. You were able to see everything you needed to I see. I actually thought it worked for me. At first it was a little jarring, but then I, I thought it made it feel like a little bit grittier. Like it was 
it would have been an interesting choice. Oh, yeah. Are we allowed to talk about how it ends? I think so. Major spoiler alert if you're going to watch it. Don't wow. listen to this next now, part. Now, uh, I'm totally ignorant because I don't know the rules about cheerleading or anything, but I think it was a load of BS how it went down in the finals. So and this- if I was the team that came in second, I would be protesting so this dude like a breaks lot. his fucking ankle like during the show like you like see two thirds of the way he, like, through the routine maybe like halfway yeah. he like lands on his head then lands on his foot or vice versa yeah his foot bends in a way it is not supposed to bend he kind of hobbles off the mat and they pause it because he's one of the lifters i assume or the, yeah whatever they're stunters. called stunters yeah i don't know um so they have to pause because it would be unsafe to like continue on with one with missing like a spotter yeah. or someone yeah. who's supposed to be lifting someone. So I thought they just lost, and that's it. I thought that was like a forfeit. Yeah. Or they just had to continue without him and just do their best to fill it in. Yeah. Or like someone could tag in for him. I don't know. I wasn't yeah. wasn't clear on it. So tell them what happened. Through, well, throughout the show, Monica was always like, "We have to prepare for like something to go wrong." Yeah. And I assume one of those things to prepare for was if somebody went down, how you would you would call an audible to switch it up. So they pause. Yeah. They get an hour, was it, or a couple hours? No, nah, it was only like thirty minutes, I think. Well, I think it was thirty minutes by the time they got to the gym. I think they right. had an hour. They were escorted from the uh, the stage. The stage, and they were told go go take a half hour whatever it is you can go back to the practice room and at the end of the half hour you get to decide whether you're substituting for him or if he's going to come back out and And i was like wait wait they're going to keep going and then they announce that not only do they get to do the whole routine from the beginning again but the judges are going to count all of the moves they did successfully the first time and only start judging from where the guy got hurt. I mean, I guess that makes sense because then if, like, you fuck up your pyramid, someone could just be like, oh, I broke my ankle, and you could restart and try again if you think of it backwards. Right. Like, if you had so a really I guess bad routine. That was my initial reaction was that if something was going bad, why wouldn't somebody just call an injury? But I see what you're saying. In this case, things were going well. The, the injury wasn't done on purpose. So they got to kind of save their Correct. progress. Because otherwise, Whereas if you did it on you purpose, it. you would, yeah, you would be stuck with whatever happened before that. You hmm. could like, I see. you could have like, um, what did the, the football players used to do that was shitty when they like attacked people? Uh, I was going to say they used to fake injuries to get timeouts when they didn't have timeouts. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so yeah, like you could just be like, oh no, I broke my arm. Like yeah. someone could like literally take one of the team and break their fucking arm and you could restart and get yeah. a clean slate. But yeah, it was a little ridiculous. Yeah, Uh, The fact that, like, the whole point of this cheerleading enterprise is that you practice for months. For two And you have two minutes and you've got to get it right. And in this case, they had two shots at it. Yeah. Um, So I guess we'll leave it... Well, I already said if I was the second place team, so I guess I gave away who won. Yeah. Okay. So, worth watching? You were not intending to watch it and kind of got sucked in. Yeah. And I think you liked it a little more than I did, maybe. I mean, you saw me watch that oj simpson documentary like documentaries that are like sports adjacent or sports um the mike mike vick we were one we were talking about that's what i started thinking about like i was engrossed in that one even though i i stuck to my i I was like stance and did not watch the second half you i don't even want this on and i even ended up watching some of that one but anyways it was fine yeah only six episodes so it was a good Mm -hmm. background show for me all right it's getting late, but let's talk about one more thing. Okay. 
This was something that I tried to have as a surprise for you on a recent episode, and you're like, yeah, I already know. Yeah, obviously. Uh, you can't slip any zombies-related news past me. So we are going to talk Someday. about zo- zombies, too. This could be, this could be ordinary. Which Someday. The, the first soundtrack you listen to on a regular oh, basis. Oh, man. Okay, so my overall thesis for this segment is that this was basically Frozen 2. This was the same thing it's as true. Frozen 2. Uh, there's no bops. Just like in Frozen 2. They, they didn't even do a reprise no of your favorite song. They Wait, like, yeah, they did. They did? Yeah, they sang Was there Someday. a sad version? It was when they were dancing at prom, I think. Prom, sorry. Um, they sang the first verse of Someday. Okay, I believe you. Um, but yeah, there are no new bops. The, the songs are fine. Sa- you know, same as Mary Poppins as well. Mm. No bops. Um, so the music is fine. It's nothing super memorable, nothing as catchy as the original. The reason you're saying it's Frozen 2 is because this this a sequel is an indigenous storyline. Wow, line. but who had to mansplain that? You, actually. Yeah. I didn't figure it out. Yeah. I'll be honest. I was watching it being like, I don't... The first one was right, very the first much one was clear, more gentrifying, or less, like, yeah. black neighborhoods and the trying to integrate. Were the the outsiders who were trying to be segregated essentially yeah yeah they, they, they was integrating were. and then they got all the worst jobs and they weren't allowed to go certain places and um it was very much a uh black versus white storyline right. civil rights kind of storyline so in this one this one there's still mostly peace between the zombies and the humans although there's a little bit of like integration drama of course and um, gentrification too it's true um but there's a power plant in the town that is going to be torn down and it's the cause of the zombies in this case so it's important to like zombie history or whatever yeah and it turns out that there's a forbidden forest like there is in every and they just didn't even try to make a different name than harry potter they just went with the alliterative easy shot there and in the forest lives the werewolves Mm -hmm. which are like a legend in like the town lore but nobody actually thinks that they're right. still real. They know real. that they lived on the land a long time ago, which is what clued me in first. It reminded me of Twilight more than anything, actually. Yeah. And these werewolves have a source of power that they wear around their neck. And it comes to be discovered that that, you know, that infinity stone or whatever you want to call it was kind of hiding, power plant. hiding b- underground below the power plant. So, uh, this... My biggest takeaway of mm. this one was that kind of like the first one, they wanted to go the black storyline, but not so obvious that people would like protest it. I think this one was similar in that they yeah. wanted to do this indigenous storyline and use some like legends and lore and ideas, mm-hmm. but again, didn't want to go so far as to make it overt mm-hmm. um, or more overt. The biggest issue I think though was that like either they didn't actually know any native dances or they didn't want to like appropriate or i don't know which one's worse yeah but i think you pointed out that it, it almost seemed like the musicians and the choreographers like were not on the same page yes because the the choreography kind of looked mm, kind of indigenous dance style but not really but then the music didn't really have the right beats uh, the first one was obviously very much like hip hop was the zombies, aka yeah. the black folks, yeah. and then the white people had like the pop. Pop, yeah. Whereas this one, they didn't quite have a third music style to go for that didn't like 
clash with the other two. Yeah. And even the dance style wasn't very distinct. The hair is the other thing that you complained about, wasn't it? Yeah. They had really what I thought were black hairstyles. Uh-huh. This is a white person talking, obviously. But um, the hair was a bit problematic. Hmm. Uh, and I the other thing that was problematic, like, so in the first one and in this one, the white, there's white and black actors on both sides. Correct. I did not see any indigenous looking actors. No. And I'm not trying to say indigenous has one look. I know there are a lot of indigenous people that could maybe pass as white or like aren't, uh, their skin color doesn't make it super obvious what their, their sure. ethnic origins are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems like they were trying to do an indigenous, indigenous storyline and they didn't seem to me like they had very many indigenous actors and I doubt they had very many indigenous like showrunners. Yeah. So it's one thing to do a black storyline when at least you have a bunch of black Although actresses. The lead was white, but yeah. The lead zombie. I'm but saying. I'm saying the, I'm saying the whole cast was mixed up. Correct. So like even though yes, there was a white boy representing black the black community, which yeah. problems. But there was black characters on both sides. Yeah. Whereas this time there weren't indigenous people on all sides. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, no, I gotcha. So I struggled a little bit with that too of you're trying to tell this indigenous story, but you're not really representing very many indigenous actors and actresses from what I can tell. Yeah. Um, so anyways, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, they did some kind of obvious stuff with Zed and some Addison. Yeah, right. They, they're such a perfect pair that like you knew something was going to have to be introduced to... To screw up their relationship. Yeah, and they they do talk about... They do have... I think the most interesting point that I found was the integration versus um, assimilation. Yes, right. So Zed kind of tried to fully assimilate and kind of argued that we have to be exactly like them in order to be accepted. Whereas a lot of his friends were pointing out, like, you don't have to change who you are. Mm -hmm. Like, you can still be yourself and be integrated among these people, but you mm-hmm. don't have to assimilate. Is right. that the right terms I'm using? Correct, right. The The Native American situation is they were told you have to assimilate, you have to function within our society, or otherwise you're in the reservation. There's no in-between. Yeah, yeah. or we're taking your children and making them assimilate. Correct. Um, so this movie did that interestingly with Zed and with um, Bucky. Uh-huh. But didn't Bucky's really do much of it with the indigenous storyline. I think they they wanted to have enough stuff from the first movie to pull you in. Yeah. But then actually the main plot got shunted to the side a little bit. Yeah. And it was like, what's more important? Indigenous people's lives continuing? Yeah. Or a student body president? And they spent more time on the student body president plot right. than the... Well, I will say, I think the best song was when they, they did another nod to Hamilton and did the... Cabinet battle. Cabinet battles. That was pretty fun. Yeah, you liked that one. Yeah. It was a little cheesy. I mean, obviously, all the songs are a little cheesy, but... And I like that they finally acknowledged that uh, Addison's white hair might be indicative of something, not just something, a reason for her not to wear just, a like, wig. Not different... So it was interesting where they were like, they oh, thought this that white girl was, might yeah. have some sort of uh, ancestry they behind her. warned her a little bit. But instead, they now have pushed that off to and now the, a potential third movie. Yes, the cliffhanger at the end was aliens, perhaps. Mm. So, 
as a zombies fanboy from the first one, how did you feel about this one? Um, it was fine. I think I'd like to watch it again sometime. But, um, yeah, all I can say is that on my playlist of songs for the car, where I normally do not have to skip any songs because they're all bops. Um, never said bops this many times I in my know. life. Um, Drinking game. I have three songs from the Zombies 1 soundtrack, so that will always have a special place in my heart. Okay. And just that bizarre day where we were going to that wedding way up north. You were violently ill. Mm-hmm. We were had all plans to go out and have a nice meal of brunch. And usually, like, I push through it and you're like, come on, we have plans. And this yeah. time I was like, I really just want to stay in bed and watch the rest of this weird movie that I found. Right. When it first came on, I was like, what bad Disney... Uh, like half hour show is this and, and I was like, like this, this a movie is it's a musical I was like this is perfect for the level of fu- cognitive functioning I have right now because I like actually had the same exact kind of cold but yeah. worse um, and I missed part of it while I was showering the first time and I remember yep. being very upset and I left the door open so I could try and hear the music while <laughs> I was showering um, <sighs> so you're welcome thanks babe alright that's it for our main segment. Do you have any upcoming things? Uh, no. It seems like to be a running joke on the show. I'm never, <laughs> never looking forward to anything. Um, I have two books uh-huh. and a TV show. Mm. I don't remember if it's a TV show or a movie. Um, Mark Oshiro. Mark does stuff. Yep. I've been a bit out of touch with his brand lately. Mm-hmm. Um, you had depressing news from him last time. Yeah. Um, mm. The happy news is he has a new YA book coming out, YA Fantasy. Fantasy. And also has two middle grade novels that he got a deal for. Good on you. Um, and his fantasy one is called Each of Us a Desert. Hmm. Good title. And it's from a quote from something. So it was Anchor is a Gift, actually, was a, was hmm. a song lyric. Um, the, the cover of the book is really cool. Um, and I'm really excited about it. I, I don't have the whole synopsis. We need to go back to head, Mark Watches Eerie on Ice. True. I never even finished that. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit of a pain to try and sync it up. It was. Um, uh, host, you've of, been so good. No farts even today. Speaking of Give middle, one. no. Speaking of middle grade novels, Lev Grossman. Yeah. Writing a middle magicians. Grade novel. So I'm, I'm interested for that because I did like his writing. The magicians went off the rails a little bit, and <laughs> from what I can tell, the TV show they went. Wow. They're not even. They're not even near the rails <laughs> no, anymore. It's a runaway train. Uh, it's just like in Greece when they just take off and just go up into space in the car, which makes no sense. Oh, Greece the movie. Yeah, okay, like, I thought you meant Greece the country. <laughs> I was like, do the, are the trains that bad? No, well, probably, but I meant like at the end of Greece when they're in a car and all of a sudden they're flying. Yeah. Anyway, it's a bad metaphor, but that's my picture in my head. Um, apparently he has a middle grade novel coming out, so I'd be interested in that. Uh-huh. Um, a League of Their Own reboot? Yep. Fucking love a League Never of watched own? the whole movie from start Stop. to finish. Haven't. It's going on your list. Yep. Right now. The other things on your list are... There's a lot. It's the a Fugitive, growing. Top Gun. Never seen it, never seen the it. The Wedding Singer. Never seen it. Rain Man. Never seen it. The Birdcage. Never seen it. Tell the people what you thought The Birdcage was about. Wait, what? <laughs> the other day you were like, I thought The Birdcage was about, like, a bird shop or something. What did you say? I never said that. Yes, you did. No, I did not. Um, I forget what you said, but it was funny. Um, <laughs> Selena. Need to see that. And now A League of Their Own. Okay. It's on here. Um, it's going to have... Darcy, Darcy, yes, Darcy Carden from The Good Place, yeah, and um, Abby from Broad City, yeah, um, and some other people, and I think it's going to be a TV show, but I don't remember. I didn't write it down. Okay. Um, 
And I think it's maybe Amazon. I don't know. I have no information, obviously. But I'm excited about it because it's a really good movie. And I could see it being rebooted. And supposedly it's going to do what we mentioned earlier is the best thing to do. Full circle mm-hmm. here. It's not going to be a um, a redo. Like, okay. it's not going to be a straight remake or a straight sequel. It's uh-huh. just using the same time period and possibly some of the same characters. And kind of following a bunch of different girls. Got it. Um, through that journey of the All-American Women's Baseball League thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a mailbag upcoming. <gasps> we still don't have a jingle for mailbags. Mailbags. <laughs> um, let me see if I can find it. This is from Emily King. Emily new, King. New listener, kind of. Um, it's called Knots and Crosses. Huh? Knots and Crosses. Is what called? This movie. Hmm? We have to watch this. The trailer for this. She sent it to oh, us. Oh, I thought you were the mailbag was when she said we were completely right about the oh, good place. I thought that's what the mailbag was. She also said that. That, that, what was her actual quote about That's that? what I thought you were trying to find, the good God. Um. She said she was glad she wasn't alone. mailbags. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can't find it though. Because Twitter fucking shows me oh boy. everything, like, it's like, you might like this. Yeah. Here we go. Yes to your verdict on the good place. Loved the first two seasons, but three and four just didn't grab at me at all, and I thought it was just me. Preach, girl. Not just you, Emily. Um, but she also yeah. said, want to we discuss to on the next trailer. DD Get Down? And it's a trailer. And I think, I swear this is the, is this the book I bought my dad for Christmas? It must not be. <laughs> I doubt that it would be the same. <gasps> it what? does it again. My phone wasn't switching to sideways for like oh, a month. It's the little things. And that won't play the YouTube trailer, though. What's, what's happening? You just go to YouTube? This is thrilling oh, podcasting. Boy. Um, it's a BBC show? Okay. Why? I have Man, YouTube his dark app. material was so bad. This is what happens when you have a very old phone. Okay. Here it goes. We're loaded now. Let me remind you of a certain truth. There is strength in difference. Intense. It's very intense. Ooh, South Africa? Maybe? It looks gorgeous. Definitely Knots not the book I bought my crosses. dad. Got it. Is it based on something real? Am I asking dumb questions here? Um, let's look it up. BBC. Interesting. It looks like just very visually pretty. Yeah. And the costuming and the music sounds really cool. But I am honestly not familiar with the source material. Now, so. I think apartheid is a good guess, but 
but wrong. Oh, it's a yeah, it's a fictional dystopia. It's fictional. Okay. There you go. I was going to ask if it was fictional or not. It looked apartheid-esque. An alternative hi- alternative history in which African people had gained a technological and organizational advantage over European people, rather than the other way around. So, so it's a little like bit Wakanda. of Black Panther, yeah. Uh, so Africans, it's colonization. Africans have Europeans as their slaves. Sing. Um, it takes place in twenty first century Britain. I think so. Interesting. All right, okay. color me intrigued. Is it based on a book? Yeah, a set of three novels. Okay. Maybe yeah. you should read the book. The trailer, I feel like, wasn't super clear about the premise, but the Wikipedia article has me more hooked than the trailer. But I guess also, um, you're supposed to be familiar with the source material, perhaps? Right, right, right. I didn't right. know it was a book. You're, 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 fi- you're chasing fate with that battery on your phone right 1%, now babe percent my yo. god uh that was my last thing anyway perfect so it's destiny my iphone battery dying all the time we got quiet baby we got john mulaney on snl life is good life is good it's the little things well thanks for listening please don't sue us disney plus and we'll see you guys next time peace out bye